Welcome to Central Moments and Summer in the Psalms. As we come to Psalm 13, I don't know if you're superstitious about numbers, 13 doesn't have a great reputation, but Psalm 13 is absolutely amazing because it takes us far away from superstition and gives us what I think is the key to inner depth and longevity in whatever God has called you and me to do. And it's that ability to face the reality of what God sovereignly allows and yet never lose the conviction that he's still a good God. Some of us live with the myth that if God is good, um, I will, in this life, within this life, I'll always get what I've deserved. Like, I've always been faithful to the Lord, so God always has to allow good things to happen to me. And that kind of fairness is not really promised to us short of the day that Jesus comes again. Until that day, we're in a spiritual battle. We, we go in the name of Jesus who defeated the enemy. But um, th there are things. We pay a price to follow Jesus. Some people today will lay their lives down. I mean, they will be horribly killed today because they won't renounce Jesus. So how can you say, but God is good? Well, <laughs> let's, look at, let's look at David's journey in Psalm 13. Verse 1, how long, Lord, will you forget me forever? And how long will you hide your face from me? And how long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? This would be a psalm of lament. And sometimes we're, we feel like, well, I don't have faith if I'm honest about how I feel. But, but David was saying, Lord, it, it feels like you, you've forgotten me. You've hidden your face from me. I have sorrow. My enemy seems to be winning. He goes on in verse 3, he says, Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I'm going to sleep in death. Like, if you don't do something, I don't think I'll survive this. And my, enemy will, and my enemy will say, see, I've overcome him, and my foes will rejoice when I fall. And they're going to think they're greater than you, Lord. This is David's brutal honesty. But all of a sudden it changes. And in the next verse, he says, verse 5, But I trust in your unfailing love, and my heart rejoices in your salvation. And I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. Now, uh, there's not an indication of a time gap here. Uh, there is nothing that, that says, oh, suddenly everything worked out in my life. Hallelujah. Now I love you again, Lord. No. I mean, how in the same psalm can you in verse 1 say, Lord, are you going to forget me forever and hide your face from me? And yet in that same psalm, also say, I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. And this balance between God's sovereignty, what he allows in our lives short term, and sometimes the pain and the, and the reversals and the things we don't understand, depth and, and strength and the grit we need for the long term comes when we can, at one hand, be open to God's sovereignty, and at the other hand, never lose sight of God's goodness. So I'm going to pray that for all of us today. Father, some of us, Lord, maybe that's been our prayer when we woke up this morning. Oh God, not another day. And I feel like you've lost track of me. And are you always going to ignore me? Lord, sometimes we have moments we feel that way. But we thank you it's not true. We thank you that you're always good. And help us not to think emotionally about our situation today. And help us not even to think in terms of fairness. Like I've served you, so you should only let good things happen to me. 
that my God help us to face the realities of life and of the spiritual battle we're in and of the price we sometimes have to pay to stay faithful to you and yet never lose the sense that you're good to us. Thank you, Lord. We say with David, I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. Hallelujah for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.